Takes his time, needs to get low here, but what a carry that is! He's lost the ball. The clock's in the red, and Chesley Colby. South Africa. Power on to the semi-final. French World Cup dreams are shattered. Yeah, there it was. The moment French hopes of a World Cup triumph on home soil sunk in an absolutely gripping, enthralling, incredible fourth and final Rugby World Cup quarterfinal at the start of France in Paris on Sunday night, Monday morning, Australia time. Earlier, England and Owen Farrell specifically proved too good for Fiji in the third quarterfinal earlier tonight in Marseille. Brett McKay with you for theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, powered by ASICS. And I'm joined by my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host, Harry Jones, at the Stade de France in Paris, and our favourite South African YouTuber, Rian Lowe, for the instant reaction to the third and fourth quarterfinals of Rugby World Cup 2023. To, to recap both those games, uh, England beat Fiji earlier 30 points to 24, and South Africa have just beaten France 29-28 in an absolute thriller in Paris. Boys, 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 how are we going? How's the how's the nerves? Have we calmed down again? <laughs> I am four years older. Oh, I'm still... <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what are you eating? You've just shoved something in your mouth. A French hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> It's I, don't know, I don't know what it's going on it, but it tastes good right now. Oh, yeah. How uh, how were the nerves in the stadium, Harry? Talk to us about that. No, I never worried. I was I was so hated by everyone around me that my only uh, my only concern was to get out alive. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Well, well done. Well done. Uh, on Saturday, of course, Wales seventeen lost to Argentina twenty six in Marseille in the first quarter final. Ireland 24 lost to New Zealand 28 in Paris, and that was an absolutely thrilling game as well. Um, we have had four actually really, really, really good quarterfinals, guys. Haven't we? Like that's that's been a cracking yeah. weekend of rugby. That was brilliant to watch. The um, just the difference in the games where you had the nervy earlier games of the day, two two teams going up against each other, looking not to lose, and then mm. the two mainline games with confident teams going out to win it was just great yeah. to see the difference in the approach to these games the confidence with which ireland new zealand south africa and, and france try to impose themselves on the games and then the other games where you could see trepidation don't make a mistake we can make the semi-final yeah. um yeah, that contrast was great to see. And then at the end of the day, I'm very happy. So that's a good one. Yes, you are. You are. While, whilst Harry finishes this French hot dog, I can tell you we've we've tweaked the instant reaction format just a little bit to cover the two games today. Um, our immediate post-match thoughts on what we've just seen in Paris. And we'll also look back on the earlier game uh, in Marseille. We'll come up with our headline summary of each game and go through them. We'll go to a stocks rising for each game today. And then we'll also take a quick recap of the Saturday quarterfinals before we cast an eye forward to next weekend's semifinals. So, boys, let's get into it. And we'll go straight with the, the game we've just watched. France v South Africa in Paris. 
Rian, hit me with a headline, mate. Um, breaking. I want you to imagine one of those newspapers spinning and slapping the camera. <laughs> with a big Stop the Christmas. Breaking. <laughs> yeah. breaking. England joined the rugby championship as the only team from the north. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Harry, That's what have you got? Au revoir, la bleu, or allez la vert. The green was the victor tonight. And I got to say, guys, you got to be in the Stade de France to understand the sheer mind control that they exercise over a referee. Um, it's unbelievable how outraged they are about nothing mm. and how many 17 songs they sang at Adam for Nightem. It is unbelievable. It's a pumping, jumping place. And the box were unbelievably fortunate to escape from that kind of cauldron because it is hard to play in. Yeah, yeah. Hard to hear as well. I, we certainly had those moments where... I, I've never... Look, I've been, I've been in Metallica. I've been in uh, Pearl Jam. I've never been in a loud, that loud an environment. I lost my voice you know, three minutes in and I was done. <laughs> Which is handy for a medium that relies on your voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just come up with um, the simple. I've probably already touched on it. Just French heartbreak as box take a, a Paris thriller. It was, it was simple. It was they were right in right until that moment where they suddenly weren't. Even when they make that very very late break, and uh, and yeah, they're, they're carrying deep through a couple of a couple of box defenders. Although if they can just get a ball away here, they're, 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 they're almost in. And then suddenly it's faff, Duplessis ripping the ball out. And, and the, 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 counter, the counter was just, it was incredible. It was like, oh, I was thinking, they can get through here. They can win this. They can win this. Oh, it's over. It was that yeah. quick. It was, it was that quick. It's it just, was crazy. It the, the scramble defense, I don't think I've ever seen yeah. a scramble defense that good in my entire life. Just... The breaks from Olivon and from um, Dante and Pano and all those guys, and you would just be like, oh, it's over. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jessica would be taking a guy around mm. the ankles, the offload yeah. would go away, and then Mostert's there to tackle a guy around the shoulders, and then the mm. offload would go away, and Peter Stepto Toy is there to make the tackle. Just the yeah. sheer grit to mm. stay in the fight, keep tracking back. It was one of the best performances defensively I've ever seen. Talk to us, Harry, about the speed... Of, of in the stadium because I'm watching it here and it's 6 a.m. Australian time as, as I'm watching it and suddenly I realised it's not quite not quite 10 to 7 and the half first half is nearly done so ball in play must have been huge yeah. I actually had the I actually had the conscious moment that if I don't do something about breakfast here right now it'll be <laughs> lunchtime before I eat so so I mean, the game was so fast I mean it's hot. so when you're at a game as you know it's difficult to get that sense right about statistics and so forth but it felt like the box were kicking in instead of out and it felt like there were very few scrums i mean unfortunately i wanted more scrums but mm. um it felt like there were a few scrums it also felt like advantages were long and the better keep let a side use that so i think that also and then i think people actually gained advantage so that was it um no i gotta say guys like really in that it, there was a there was a speed advantage on scramble defense and now i start thinking yeah. That Argentina, England, New Zealand, and South Africa have that in common, that their scramble defense was superior on the day, and that um, no matter what, how many breaks Ireland, Ireland developed or Fiji, you know, just swallowed up, 
and I felt the same after that first burst of um, 19 points. I thought that the, the box settled in and kind of contained it more. I mean, again, I don't know. I was in the crowd and I was, I was, you know, borderline sane. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to us then about the about the start because France scored what four minutes in from that. It felt like a they set up a seventeen man line out. They had a mall that just trucked forward like they were, I don't know, invading back into Germany maybe, and they just ploughed through. Cyril Bay scores in the corner. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in the in the stands, it was it was horrific, horrific. And Rian, I'll let you yeah. talk more about because I didn't see very much of it. <laughs> yeah, it was just it. It felt like Mount Smart two Like we hadn't even gotten off yeah. the out of the dressing room yet. The speed with which they were going about their game was incredible. We couldn't get a hand in the ruck. We couldn't get uh, uh, the ball to slow down. And then they would just get their lineup going. Um, Wokey was incredible in the lineup yeah. tonight. He was just untouchable. People were hanging off his shoulders and he was catching the ball, getting it down. And yeah, they transferred down to the ground and their setup of that mall was perfect and pure speed. We could not yeah. contain, contain the speed of their, their set piece. And then they went in the corner. It was beautiful to watch and terrifying. <laughs> and so, so, so the box get back into it, you know, reasonably soon afterwards, and we're all locked up. And it sort of went. It was like rugby tennis for the first half, to the point that I actually thought twenty two nineteen felt about right at halftime. Mm. Is that how it felt there in at the ground, Harry? Yeah, no, no, no one felt comfortable or uncomfortable. It, literally, when we were all going to the urinal and uh, looking over at each other while taking a piss, or in my case, just on the ground outside. We just said, like, okay, next, next. Like, what happens next? There was no feeling of superiority. It felt like, to me, as Rian says, terrifying how quickly uh, Wilkie was getting off the ground. And I just wondered who could challenge a guy lifted by other locks with that yeah. good a leap and that easy mm -hmm. to, to lift. It was like Victor Madfield over again. So um, that, that worried me. I did think that... Overall, I did think there was a team speed edge. I don't know about you, Rayon, but I felt like I just felt like Cheslin Colby on the loose was a little bit quicker than his opposite, and I felt like um, the same thing about the centers. I, and actually, I was surprised how quick Jesse Creel looked. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Jesse had obviously been given the general backline general role today. Um, the Islander wasn't the man making the big calls and stuff on on defensive reason. It was all Jesse Creel, and then mm. Colby. He was to a ball quickly, and you could see he has a bit more of an all-round game than a normal winger. He's got a bit of a, mm. a ten about him, so he could make the decision to kick mm. it, to pass it, um, to take it to ground. No <laughs> to have awkward. a shot at drop goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a drop goal from the ninth <laughs> position. Both teams, they pulled out these weird moves this night. They, um, yeah. France did that little midfield mall setup. Yes. They, just, they did the yeah. move against us. And they, yeah. they gained, a, I think they gained a penalty or a line-out off it, and they scored. Um, just the weirdest moves we call the scrum or for Mark. When in your life have you ever seen that? Um, yeah, good point. In our, in, our own, in our own 22. In your own 22, yeah. Yeah, yeah we like, can't get out of, our, out of our home. It, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think it was one meter inside of 22, about five meters in. I thought, like, really? You want that scrum? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we, we got it out. We, we drew yeah. the penalty. We kicked it out. And then uh, Pierre... I messed up his name. He just catches it outside and jumps back in field. All those plans. Yeah. And I, and yes, it right true. Back yeah, so and it I, was just punch, counter punch. It was incredible. Yeah, and that's one of those moments in rugby where I 
I hate the wording of the rule book. That mm. like the the touchy next to him had his flag up. So in yeah. the in the AR's mind, that ball had crossed the plane of touch. Yet somehow that was play on. I don't yeah. I don't like that that allowance in the laws. Conversely, the second half was only 10-6. So 22-19 at half time, and the second half was only 10-6. So it, it was almost like the trench warfare arrived 40 minutes late. The the first the first 25 minutes of the first, of the second half felt like it should was played easily. It should have been the first 10 minutes. Did did the French miss a kick? I, I, I'm not sure, but um, sure I think Ramos, Ramos did miss missed one. a penalty yeah. in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he so hit the post. It, and it came down in a weird way to Pollard being able to put over a kick. And I got to tell you guys, in the stadium, it was deafening. The sign that said "respect the kicker" was thrown out. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculously loud, and he eked it over, and in a way vindicated the the decision to bring him in as player 33A. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on Monet Stain this time. No, <laughs> no, no, that's it. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. It was the last play, uh, or the play for the last try. We see the box line up for a quick tap, and, and mm. we've seen more and more quick tap plays five metres out now. But suddenly the front row does this little left-to-right 90-degree dance, and yeah. Argy Snowman comes through. He barrels up, pick and drive, pick and drive. It's the best it's next the to the best. post. This game but had it, everything, man. No, <laughs> it but did. you know that, that was highly immoral, hey? That was against the spirit <laughs> of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's uh, let's touch on some some stocks rising, and I'm sure you two will will cover off the South African guys nicely. Harry, who who did you have in your mind? I mean, before I go there, I would say the French hooker that stepped in uh, mm, in place Mavaka. of Julien Marchand was yeah. was unbelievable. Mm. I, he plays in different places than hookers. I mean, I, I guess I've watched him before, but I wasn't aware of how quick he was, how dynamic, and how good his hands were. Um, I guess you know, for the box, I'm always a guy that loves efforts and someone who will um, just give everything. And Peter Stephen Toy was all over the park for me. Uh, at, yeah. Again, at the match, you see different things. And I just saw his work off the ball. Um, mm. And then I, I would say probably um, Ibn Etzebeth coming back from a, a yellow card and driving that ball over seemed yeah. like a turning yeah. point in the match. Again, I, yeah. it, it, in the crowd, it seemed to deflate not only the French fans, but the French team because yeah. they could not keep him out. Yeah, that's a good shout. It's a good shout. Rian, who'd you have? Well, if you didn't love him before, which a lot of people didn't, Jesse Creel, that man yeah. is to the moon, as they say. <laughs> he, he saved us on the, on the outside so many times. He, the track back tackles he was making, the pickups off the ground with knock-ons. Um, I know Um is there, and a lot of people thought Um would start, but Jesse Creel has re really, really made it a tough decision now to to drop him out of the team. He has saved us, him and, yeah. and Oxen Chair. If I can put another one in there, Oxen Chair yeah, coming in and fixing the scrums, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Creel, um, his effectiveness is probably best measured by the fact that we really didn't see much of Fiku or not. Yeah. But Dante carried well up through the middle, but but Fiku out a little bit wider didn't see much ball at all. Harry, was that how you saw it there in the, in the ground as well? Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't. They, they don't. They don't disguise twelves uh, that much on both sides. So they learn they had to truck it up and Dante and truck it up. Uh, Fiku does do some stunts, and they have him mm. behind the shield, and he's on not even second but third choice. And you're right, uh, Creel seemed to make every single shoot on time, met ball and all a couple yes. times, and mm. and also he jackled or um, you know semi jackled so so that the, the ball was five minute, five seconds, six six seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. and that was important because. Uh, for all the, the hoo-ha about the, the mask and the injury, DuPont was really good. And uh, yeah, it, he was. It, was. It, it was very important to slow the ball down because when he had time, it seemed like uh, a problem. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was a good, it was a good shout. And, and you're right. Every time Fiku did get the ball, it felt like Creel was already there on his outside forcing him in. So that was a, a good yeah. shout. I knew you two would cover off the South Africans. So I wrote the first name I wrote down was, was Malvaka, the, the hooker. He was unbelievable he just carried so well his offloads were sublime and our australian listeners will know exactly who i'm talking about when i mentioned john cartwright who was a nrl second row for, uh, for penrith back in the 90s but he had a just had this ability to get an arm free and pop it up beautifully and malvaka was doing that all night he was he was brilliant uh, i thought jalibert was Really, really good, and look threatening every time he until that he, little shake. Until that one, <laughs> until that little shake, <laughs> it almost hits me. I was like, mine, mine. I called the mark. <laughs> that was that was bizarre, wasn't it? I've I've never, oh. I can't readily recall a team kicking for touch and losing ground. It was and the only to time to that that in the their own twenty-two. My, it was the only time that the friends in my section sat down. They sat down with their kicking, like, okay, what happened? What what was that? Yeah, happened? right. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and Dupont obviously was just the 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 difference between France with Dupont on the field and not in recent weeks is just is I I had underestimated his impact on the team because I just sort of thought yeah they'll they'll get through this but him being back in this game was just it was the difference between them nearly winning and maybe losing it pretty comfortably so. Uh, just incredible display, an incredible display from South Africa as well. Sia uh, Khaleesi was. So so good when when he uh, when he was on for the first forty five minutes before he was replaced by the the first wave of the bomb squad. Uh, here he is talking to Louise Ransom on the World Feed. See you, please. Congratulations on the win. Uh, tell me what's going through your mind right now. Such a close game tonight. Yeah, it was a it was a hard game. We knew um, how tough it was going to be with the French team at home. And honestly, I just want to say well done to them for what they've achieved and how hard they work. And also to the supporters, the people of France, that it's been an amazing tournament and they can be proud of this team. You know, uh, to, to, to Antoine and the boys, um, no hard luck on the game, but um, they can be proud of what they've done. What do you think was the difference tonight to you guys getting the win? Uh, I just thought we, we you know, we, we really wanted it. We knew how tough it's going to be. And I must give credit to the guys that came off the bench. They came and made a huge difference. And the guys that didn't play as well, the pitches they showed us to prepare us to be ready for this game. And, you know, most importantly, the people back at home, honestly, the support that we received, you know, they can't afford to be here. But the videos, um, the schools singing, you know, for us and sending us videos, that's who we pray for, you know, our families that are here right now. You know, we, we pray for a nation. It's not about us on this field anymore. It's about the people back home. And that's what's driving us. We not lose. They will see this kind of fight that you saw out there today. I saw you on the bench getting quite animated. You're clearly not a good spectator. How do you manage that when you're not on the field? No, because obviously um, my job, uh, somebody else was on the field now and all I can do is to bring the energy. With the amount of French people in this crowd, 
the boys need all the support they need and we try to stay as positive as we can to keep them going. That's the most important thing. My job is done out there, but it's not over yet until the whistle is done. Guys, England, Fiji in, in Marseille. Um, really interesting game. I thought England were going to do that pretty comfortably and then suddenly they nearly pooed the bed, didn't they? Uh, Harry's just ran into a riot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I kept thinking that England had put it away, and uh, I think in a way, when I look back on it, Fiji had really had that game. It, they, they had an ability to yes. do that if they would stay tight, uh, come around the rock, and gone channel one and two, and yeah. and dent it. I think they they went wide wide too quickly sometimes. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't really the day to do that. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys saw, but I, I really felt like in the end, it was really a pretty close match. Uh, and then I think maybe, why would I be surprised? The, the two teams are not that far apart. Yeah, you know? it was it was a close game, but I felt like it almost didn't need to be. Like like I said, England were comfortable, I, I thought. like to the, yeah. They were just doing it easily, and then suddenly they let Fiji back. And for the first time in maybe a fortnight, Fiji sort of went, hang on, we're on here. And they look like they did against Wales and Australia again. How you saw it? Yeah, yeah. They, they, like Harry said, at the start of the game and maybe till the last twenty minutes, they were doing that: go two passes out and one off runner, and then that guy would maybe make a few meters and disconnect from his cleaners, and then they would just get yeah. turned over all game long. But all of a sudden, near the end of the match, they were staying a little tighter. They were cleaning the ball for longer periods, yeah. and then they made yeah. those line breaks, which led to those couple of tries. But just the the kicking man. They they don't have a goal kicker. No, um, they don't. And um, with Owen Farrell there, just slotting everything, you are gonna struggle to, yeah. to win matches yeah. like this. So, uh, I just feel like and and the the England loose forwards, Laws and Earls, Ben Earls, the two of them were everywhere the whole so day. good. I, yeah. I am not yeah. sure I've seen Courtney Laws play a better match than that. He yeah, was, that was incredible. He, met, he, he seemed mm. to take the physicality of. The flying Fijians and say, I will lick it up, man. Give it to mm. me. I'll give it back to you. And that was really kind of fun yeah. to see. On the other hand, Tom Curry was on a death mission to be carded. Please card me. <laughs> yes. He was a little bit. He was. Did you did you have a headline, Harry? Did you manage to, to see enough to make a headline? I mean, I'll say this. Um King Simon. Um come back to us. I, I would I want to see more of Simon Rawalui. I don't think we mm. saw enough of the Fijians in this tournament. Can yeah. they play a proper schedule? Can we have King Simon back? Because I think he won the internet. I think he won Twitter, social media. I think mm. he was the best coach with the least resources. Uh, you know, washing clothes, making you know food. The guy's yeah. a prince. I mean, we have him on the pod, so okay, sure. But he really seemed like he yeah. got it. He understood uh, yeah. rugby values. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering whether you would try and forward tease to uh, to the pod this week, but we have indeed got Simon Rowley, and I'm very much looking forward to that, to that conversation. I'm, I'm excited it was, for that, yeah. It was always going to be well-timed, uh, Rian, that's that's for sure. Mm. Did you have a headline from that first game? Yeah, uh, mine was the um, the indie opening act before the heavy metal headliner. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. different that's genres. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. Two different games. There was no... Uh, you, you could turn on those two decks to each other and you'd wonder what game are these two teams, these two matches like they yeah. are different. But, Rio, which one was which one was dad rock? 
<laughs> the earlier one. That's the one you can play yeah. your part. No one will be <laughs> no yeah. one will be offended yeah. by it. The second one that's the, you can't play that in France. They'll they'll shut that that's down. What, that's what you keep playing in your car when your daughter really wants to connect to Bluetooth and play something stupid. Uh, my headline was simply going to be England through with eight man rugby and Farrell's boot because mm. they really didn't play a very wide yeah. game. We hear about 10 man rugby. Well, it wasn't even 10 man rugby. They were, they were just trucking it up through the forwards and then Farrell would come in and, and have a kick and to the point where, um, where Tua Lange scored that try, that might've been his first and last touch. <laughs> yeah, <possible. laughs> he, he, he wasn't cited very much he got touched by Joe that. Marler I don't know if you saw that I when did Marler see that yes they, they had a little tiff um, actually after, yeah <laughs> it was I've, ta- I've changed my headline my headline is see Marcus die many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah well Marcus Smith he, was, he had, had a heavy night didn't he yeah, he yeah. had a heavy night in terms of stocks rising you've actually mentioned mine already Harry because I could only write down Earl Law's curry because the three of them, that England back row, was yeah. that was where the game was won and lost. They they contain uh, Botia pretty well, and the rest of the Fijian forwards were participants, I would say, yeah. rather than influential in in the game. But but those three and Laws was incredible. Ben Earls, Ben Earls is an open side flanker, effectively, isn't he? But he plays yeah. a really effective number eight game, um, and he's not. Your traditional number eight build, so he's like a uh, quacker, basically. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Mm. That's a really yeah. good shout. But Quacker doesn't um, doesn't celebrate penalties like he's just won a World Cup. <laughs> 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 Did uh, who who stood out for you for you, Rian? Uh, yeah, it was I was also going to say Courtney Laws. Um, he just looks like the man we saw in the World Cup in 2019. Just yeah. up for it. Um, doesn't get flustered. Doesn't get emotional. Goes into rucks goes off the nines, trying to box kick, and, mm. and hits tens like a truck. Really, um, when he's on form, he's there, Peter Step the toy. He can be just as good as, as Peter Step. Works all day, yeah. and England will need him to be, be very good next week. Yeah, certainly will. Certainly will. Harry, who'd you have? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I cannot really look past uh, Courtney Laws. I think the sixes are the ones that you yeah. look at. Uh, and, and, and the French had a good six, by the way. Um, but Courtney Laws, I just, I just think he outworked everyone on the park, and he seemed to have awareness. And I think that match really came down to the team that, that knew what to do at the right time. And um, yeah. he's a captain. And could captain. read Reynal because Reynal was having a having yes. a one. <laughs> yes, Reynal was was having an uh, By the end of it, he was certainly having a bit of an afternoon. I, I actually thought he'd had a pretty decent game, and there was some criticism of him at halftime, which I mm. sort of thought was. I actually felt like it was a little bit mis, misplaced, but. You know, you never get the standing up for a referee. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. By the second half, yeah, it felt like he was losing a, a grip on it, wasn't he? Um, so that leaves us with two semifinals next week, both of them in Paris. Argentina playing New Zealand in the first, uh, and now England will play South Africa. With an eye forward onto those games, we can probably sort of touch on the Saturday quarterfinals as well. What do we think of Argentina, New Zealand? Did you... See what did you see out of their performances yesterday that tell you they can get through next week? Harry, you can kick it off. I mean, I think I think New Zealand's been away somewhere, studying itself and uh, finding its inner blackness and darkness, and and uh, you know that just that, that unbelievable bloody spirit they have. I, I think Argentina is done. 
Uh, that being said, yeah. I, I, do, I do think they have quality on the park. So you would think that it would take at least 16 minutes to put them away, but put them away, the All Blacks will. Yeah. Rian, what do you think? Yeah, um, they do look like a team that's got a plan. If they know what you're bringing, they have a way to work around it. So, and the only problem they have is defending their line out. Uh, line out. If you get a line out on their line and you have any kind of move, you're going to score a try. So they need yeah. to sort that out. Um, but uh, other than that, their defense looks great. And it's all the old heads, you know, the guys with the pedigree, Artie Surveyor, Sam Kane, um, Whitelock, all those guys are stepping up and showing the world, this is why we all have 100 test wins under our belt. Um, yes. So I think Argentina are looking at a very long shot to go through. Like Harry says, I think they're done. Um, and they almost looked to get a bit frustrated. Lavanini was starting to, you know, run into scuffles from half a field away. So yes, he was. You start, <laughs> if you start to get them frustrated, they might be looking at a few cards. So, yeah, yeah I think this yeah. is a New Zealand game. When you, you mentioned you mentioned Savia there. We've touched on Courtney Laws. Mm. I immediately thought of Peter Armani when... Harry was talking about Courtney Laws before. It's just those those elder statesman guys on the side of the back of the scrum that just are such a calming influence on on teams. And so it's, it's it's really good. You Harry picked a South African New Zealand final back in May, maybe even earlier than that. Do you see anything other than that now coming through? Because I can't. No, and my working theory was just uh, that the World Cup knockout matches. The winning of them is a different animal, and it's really the mm. number of winning knockout matches you've had in a World Cup, in contrast to Heineken or or uh, Super Rugby or yeah. Six Nations. It does, there's levels, it's and the levels are it's just uh, unbelievable. So, I think you know, you look at the tally it up. It was always clear. And by the way, Argentina and England have a lot too. So, mm. um, you know, it kind of makes sense that you see England back again. They do know how to win a match. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be, be the, actually, it's going to be a final that everyone wants secretly. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think there is a bit yeah. in that. And, and like, I'm, I'm one from three for the weekend. I don't mind admitting that. One from four, I should say. I, I thought France would win this. I thought England would probably get over, uh, would probably get over uh, Fiji. But I'm, um, yeah, one from four. But I actually think that's made the quarterfinal weekend all the more better for it because I think I said earlier in the week, you could make a case for all eight teams winning their games and they'd be pretty strong cases and you couldn't be disappointed with the result either way. So I think that's just set things up for us beautifully <laughs> next weekend for whatever on earth is happening there in France. <laughs> I see Harry's Sorry. been mobbed again. <laughs> Sorry, I, I guess, I guess when it's there on the pod. He's, yeah. he's only wearing his bloody smugglers, smugglers. <laughs> and some folks <laughs> oh, very good very good well look it, le it leaves us with two semi-finals that are going to be absolute thrillers in Paris next weekend uh, we will go into this all a little bit more depth in the weekly pod out in a few days time but I think guys that is the double instant reaction behind us after South Africa's thrilling 29-28 win over France this morning in Paris and England's 30-24 win over Fiji earlier in Marseille. Rian, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Harry, great that you could tune in from uh, from the start. Uh, you boys you boys enjoy the rest of your evenings, won't you? Oh, my goodness. I need to go to sleep. I've got work in the morning. 
All right, cheers, guys. All right, good on you. Very good. Great to great to talk to you. We'll have all the fallout today, tomorrow, and throughout the week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite rugby world cup analysis and opinions and conversations live from celebrations in Paris. Thanks so much for your company. Harry and I will be back on Wednesday morning Australian time with Simon Roa Louis as our guest on the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS, where we'll look a little bit deeper into all four quarterfinals and now onto the semifinals that we have awaiting us next weekend.